a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture. I'm Shuel Caronas. And I'm Yvette Cruz. Thanks for joining us. Today we're talking a certain happiness course, and we're also talking about Latinos in entertainment, and is it improving or not that more Latinos are on TV and movies? So let's get started. Let's do it. So I know we're a few weeks away from summer, so most people are out of school, but I wanted to talk about this course at Yale University because it's really got me thinking. It's called the Psychology and the Good Life course. And roughly three people had signed up when it first was announced this past semester. But at the end, there were about 1,200 students that ended up taking the class. Wow. Now, as you know, Yale University is one of the most prestigious universities in the country. So the fact that they offered this just happiness course was kind of something to look into. And what the course is, basically, it's taught by Lori Santos, who is a psychology professor, and the head of one of Yale's residential colleges. Now, the whole point of the course is to try to teach students how to lead a happier and more satisfying life in twice-weekly lectures, or I guess that was the whole point of the course. It's already over. Now, the course focused both on positive psychology, the so like the characteristics that allow humans to flourish, and behavioral change, so how to live by those lessons in real life. So students had to take quizzes and complete a midterm exam. And as their final assignment, they had to do a, uh, I guess the professor called it a hack yourself project, which is a personal self-improvement project. A lot of people probably took this course. I don't want to speculate, but a lot of people probably took this course because they thought it was going to be an easy, like easy A class or easy, just kind of get through class. A lot of people probably also took it because they wanted to learn how to lead a happier life. And and if you think about it, Yale, again, one of the most prestigious universities in the country, is one, not easy to get into, and two, not easy to get through once Absolutely. you're in. It's very, very hard work, so big respect to the people who can get in and complete their education at Yale and anybody else who's completed an education. It's, it's hard, people. But I guess <laughs> to open up this conversation, what do you think about a happy happiness course. What are your thoughts? Would you take one? What would you expect to get out of it? Just come on. Let's kind of just get started. And yeah. Tell me what you think. I think for me, would I take it? Yes, I would take it. I would go into the class uh, thinking, okay, and, and I hope, and I, I hope this isn't the case for some people. And if it is, it's fine because I, I understand people, sometimes we're looking for answers to some of life's questions. I know that sounds like really philosophical, but it really is no, the we truth. Are. <laughs> and so my hope is that somebody doesn't go into the course thinking, okay, this is going to solve all of my issues or I'm going to be happier, especially if somebody is dealing with something as serious as depression. I hope nobody's going in here thinking this is going to just help me feel better. I mean, it could help in some 
in some instances, but overall I think it could be something just kind of to tell you where you need to go to eventually find a place where they, you can be helped at. So that's that would be my first thing. I would go in thinking, okay, what is it that makes not just myself happy, but makes certain people happy? That's what at least what I, if I just only looked at the syllabus or just even just heard about it, that's what I would think and go into it. Uh, I would try to see what my what my faults are. I think all of us know what some of our faults are. Sometimes we don't notice what our faults are. Somebody has to point it out to us that we're doing something wrong or that we're doing something that is not necessarily helping us. Like some people, for example, maybe they make too many self-deprecating jokes about themselves. Yeah. And maybe somebody needs to point out and say, hey, you kind of always do all these jokes about you know, your your height, your weight, your whatever. Maybe that's not necessarily the most positive thing to do because in a way you're kind of hiding it. I mean, that's what at least that's what from I've always heard. So that's what I would at least expect at first. I would expect that to be there. I would expect there to be some element of fun, obviously, because you're learning about things that are supposed to be positive. I mean, this is supposed to be a positive course. So that's what I would be going into it as as a student looking into it. Uh, I haven't looked at too many of the details about what the course taught. But at least as a student, if I was a student at Yale, which would be something, yeah, that would be that would be something of a miracle. But it would be fun to at least to go in there and explore what are the elements that makes, you know, not just all those happy. Because we think, oh, there are a lot of common things that make us happy. Like there are some, but happiness is very, you know, it varies from people, you know. Exactly. And sometimes what we think makes us happy whether it is our culture, whether it is our country, whether it is anything, race, it could be different. You know, it could be what we see as different as happiness. So we shouldn't assume that sometimes just having, you know, the nice car is the thing that makes us happy or being in a relationship makes us happy or whatever makes us or getting paid a lot of money makes us happy. It might make for some of us, but for some, some that's not the case. And so yeah, people, I think, need to learn, especially in this age, I think people need to realize to get out of that tunnel vision and realize there's more to happiness than just what you put on the gram or what shoes you got and things like that. So, yeah, that's what I would think. What about you? Well, I guess kind of just to go off of what you uh, just said, happiness, like you said, is, is very uh, subjective. It's different to every single person. So for some person, it is getting like, you know, 700 likes on the gram. And for some people, it's like not, it's something so simple as getting you know, somebody in the car in front of you paid for your food, you know, just something simple like that. Maybe the course, and I wish I knew much more about what the course taught and I guess what students got out of it at the end of the course. Uh, but maybe it taught things like the big things that make us happy, you know, like the, the big things, like the big things in life, I guess, for some people, marriage, uh, having children, those are big things. They're not just things that happen every day. And I guess maybe it could have looked at the little things that make us happy and how like to appreciate the little things like you know the fact that it stopped raining just as you were gonna go out and you didn't want to get wet and then it stopped raining wow i'm just i'm happy now and then holding on to that happiness instead of thinking about all the other things that aren't making you happy i, I don't know that's that's what i would hope that at some point it taught and maybe it did um i know that the uh professor dr santos she said that students that she suspected, I guess, that students were interested in the class because in high school they had to deprioritize their happiness to gain admission into the school, which oh. is something pretty big because, yeah, like like I said, Yale, very hard to get into. And so it's, it takes a lot of work. And, yeah, maybe they are pre or deprioritizing their happiness and just the little things or maybe, um, you know, hanging out with their friends or going to a basketball game because they have to study because they have to get 
amazing grades to get into the school. And then once you're in the school, you're probably also deprioritizing a lot of other things that are making you happy because you're trying to survive. And that isn't just happening at Yale. That's happening at a lot of uh, universities and, and for a lot of people, even not in school, people who are working, who are oh, yeah. deprioritizing their happiness because they're trying to accomplish something else, which also may make them happy. But, you know, just in everyday life, the little things that make you happy, you're kind of putting that all aside. And sometimes it is the little things that Absolutely. make the big things. And so, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not expert. I am not, I'm happy sometimes. I'm not happy other times. And so it goes back and forth. Uh, I definitely would take the course. I, um, yes, because I would hope at one point that it would be a little bit of a lighter load than all the other classes that are in school, but also to gain some insight into happiness and to how to, I mean, I don't think you have to teach somebody how to be happy, and I don't think that's what the course was doing, but right. just teaching or learning more about um, holding on to happiness and, you know, how to make a good situation into a – or a bad situation into a good situation and maybe a good situation into a, a better situation. Um, but just, I guess, appreciating what is the now that makes you happy. Um and this actually reminds me, and this is kind of going off topic, but like it, it'll come back. This reminds me, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has a um, a talk show on Facebook. It's called the Red Red Table Talk, and it's really cool because it's a multi generational show. Sorry, it's a multi generational show, and she does it with her mother and her daughter Willow Smith. And so the three of them sit around a red table and they just talk about different issues. It's like you know they have short episodes, and there was this one episode that I saw because she had uh, Gabrielle Union, the actress, mm. as a guest, and they were basically patching up their friendship and talking about other things but Gabrielle brought up a really interesting point that I even ended up talking to my friends about because we were just all like so kind of interested in it she said that she had a life coach at some point and the life coach was teaching her how to be better and how to you know attain what she wants and just kind of achieve happiness and she was boxing one day and she's talking about how she was boxing in the the um the life coach, and I can't remember her name, but she's a pretty famous life coach for, from what I gathered in the interview. Like mm. she works with a lot of celebrities, and she's an actress. I'll uh, get the name later. No, <laughs> but right. she asked her, "What makes you happy?" As she's boxing, and so she's trying to think what makes her happy, and she can't think of anything. So she's like, um, "Butter," um, <laughs> and she named like a couple other like foods, <laughs> but she couldn't think of anything. That made her happy while she's, you know, getting trying to get through life. Yeah. And so we were just kind of like, so obviously she goes into more about it and, you know, all stuff. But anyway, my friends and I were like, we were talking and we were in the group chat and we were talking about that interview. And then we asked each other, we're like, so what are 10 things that make, you know, you guys happy? And so we ended up listing and we, we ended up texting back and forth with each other um, our list of 10 things. And so um, it was just cool to see we, a lot of us have the same uh some of the things on the list were the same. Like we all love storytelling. So right. storytelling was on all of our lists. But uh, one of my friends said candles, like candles during the rain make her happy. The other one, just rain makes her happy. Um, like, you know, all of us family and friend time um, made us happy. And so just it was cool to think because I guess when you're living life, you forget to to enjoy happiness. Like you are just always thinking about the next step. Most people, I guess, and yeah. I'm guilty of this, too. You're always thinking of the next step and what's going to make you happy. Yeah, I'm happy now, but what's going to make me happy later and what's going to keep me happy and you forget to just enjoy, like, what's you're happy now. I got a free cupcake. I'm happy now. This isn't going to solve all my problems all the time. But right now in this moment, I'm happy. And happiness comes and goes. So let me hold on to it. Um, yeah, so sorry. That's a little off topic. But, it, like, still going on the topic with happiness um, because, yeah, happiness, I guess, is just it's, – it's not something that's permanent. And so I don't know if you have any um, – I guess, any perspective on that, on happiness in general, not just this course, but happiness in life. No, I agree with you, what you said. I've, I've caught myself several times just 
kind of going about every day and and there's there's some days that I've just gone and I'm like I feel satisfied in what I've done as far as my work and 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 things like that but can I say that I was truly happy maybe like I think like I think about it and I'm like I guess I was happy I guess I was happy because I got done with my task but I don't th- there's been times where I've caught myself where like eh, I guess I did okay and in my mind that equals to I didn't have a very eventful day and I wasn't necessarily maybe that happy Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get by. Mm-hmm. And that sounds terrible to say, but I think a lot of us sometimes get, yeah, that they, we just try to get by. I think as you get older, you begin to search for those little things. I think when you're younger, and that's not saying that young people cannot, obviously, and I don't consider myself old, but as somebody, uh, you know, I'm I'm 34, so I'm beginning to realize, okay, now it's like I need to take advantage of those moments of happiness there because I didn't have time when I was in college, kind of like what you said, because... I was trying to get by. Right, like and there's then, the goal. Right, so. and then after I got college, uh, I needed to start working on my career. So the goals again and just kind of focus on And they asked, there were pockets, I call it pockets of happiness. Yeah. Like there were pockets of happiness, but if you were to ask me to list things off of like, okay, can you recognize all the moments of happiness? I hate to say it, but it's true. A lot of it revolves around, well, I got this job or I got this freelancing job or I wrote this article. And th- those bring, yes, moments of happiness. Yeah, and you should be happy yeah, with those things. But it's not necessarily something that's outside. It's still wrapped around a certain task and not mm-hmm. saying that that can't bring you happiness, but that shouldn't be everything. And for a lot of years, that was for me. In my case, like that's the thing that made me happy was writing and doing all this. And spending time with family is makes me happy, but there were moments where I felt better accomplishing those writing tasks and those those job tasks then like those were more memorable to me than the moments that I would spend with my family during those years and that's terrible to say but it's the truth like that's not that's the way it shouldn't be at least in my opinion like you shouldn't value your work over you know your family but I did for a long time because I was just hungry I was just starving to to get there and I think you know a lot of people and it's not just a young person thing this happens to people also older as well that they're still focused on work and workaholic and all this stuff and you know sometimes it's not even just work sometimes it could be they're passionate about their hobby and i think there's great about there's a greatness about being passionate about something that's extracurricular like i think that's fine however if it's stopping you if it's if you're kind of in that tunnel vision and you're not seeing that perspective that's where i think it gets it gets to a little bit of a like a worrisome zone there of like okay are you zoned out are you just so into this that you know it makes you happy but like what else? Like, what, 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 what? you're just satisfied because you accomplished it, or are you satisfied because of the journey that you got there? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's the difference. I think sometimes we're just happy to, you know, we finished this, but were you happy with the journey? Maybe not so much. Maybe you're just happy because in that moment. Well, also sometimes maybe the journey was difficult, so you're not happy with it, but now you're happy that True. Well, not even difficult, but the journey was just. I don't know, maybe it was just a bad journey. Could so, be. But now you're happy that it's over or right. that, that the journey's over and that you accomplished something. Right. Or, I don't know, sometimes the – I know for some people sometimes the journey is the, the happy part because then, yeah. you know, you're sad after because it's over. The journey's over. Um, and this, this could be talking about anything. This could be a road trip somewhere. Mm-hmm. This could be um, – you know how, like, sometimes you're happy because, you know, you're like, let's say you're going on a va- big vacation. It's, like, 10 days away, so you're happy. You're just in a good mood because you're like, ooh, nine more days, nine more days. And then, and then you're happy on vacation, and then the vacation's over. So yeah. now, you know, now what? Um, but uh, just going back a little bit, I wanted to ask you. Would you say, though, that what made you happy before is different from what makes you happy now? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I, I definitely. So I think I now have much more perspective, even though 
I mean, the argument could be made that I'm a little bit busier when it comes to work in the sense of, but just like during my shift and things like that. But, but yeah, now I have much more perspective and who knows, maybe in 10 years, I'll have a little bit more perspective. And then I'll, I'll think, well, back when I was in my thirties, you know, I was much more busier than I thought or what, or when things change, happiness, you know, subjective, it could change. Yeah. And, and then I could look back and say, you know, maybe this, this was, I was thinking a little bit differently. I think back to when I was 24 and yeah, things are a little bit different things. My happiness, what I thought was at 24 is a lot different than now at 34. And I think that's okay. I think there's nothing wrong with that. There's, that's just part of growing up. That's just part of life of, of it's okay to, to change things up of what makes you happy. I think there are some cores that are still always going to be there, but Hey, sometimes like I, I'm a big fan of soccer, for example, mm-hmm. Maybe in 10 years, it's, I don't even want to know anything about it. Like, I'm, I'm mm. done with it. Like, I want to, like, it doesn't make me happy anymore because, oh, let's say it reminds me of my days when I used to freelance and that yeah. was really busy. And maybe I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to, yeah, I'm done with that. And that's fine. It's okay to yeah, make, yeah, the, yeah like, things that make you happy, you know, even a week ago and it doesn't make you happy anymore. Like, that's completely fine. I don't know if you ever had a case like that, that something that used to make you happy and it could be anything from... A TV show that you liked to something as well, a, f- a former friend, you know, I realized that the friendship was not that great or something like that because that's okay. I think sometimes we feel like we're committed to something. It could be something from committed to my favorite artist to, yeah, obviously a friendship or even more. But have you ever had a case where you felt like, okay, or you just look back in perspective and thought, wow, like, like event of whatever a year ago or even a week ago that was making me happy. That's that's interesting. I guess there's probably a lot of things just because, like you said, happiness is so it's so subjective to each person and to each activity. You know, something makes you happy one day, but it doesn't make you happy another day or something doesn't, you know, vice versa. Something doesn't make you happy and then one day it does or someone does and someone doesn't and something does. I I don't don't know if this is uh, is probably the the thing just top of my head. And I I know that like a lot of my good friends relate because we've talked about this, but we um, young when you're younger. Well, when I was younger, maybe some people still I don't know. I, and I'm not even that old. I'm still pretty young, but younger, you know, like post 21, right? Post 21 um, or around that age, going out, like going out a lot, like out, staying out late, like that made me happy just because. And, and now I think about it, maybe it was probably just the fact that I was with my friends that made me happy, not so much the going out, but I guess it was all intertwined together. So it made me happy now going out and not doesn't not that I don't go out ever <laughs> but going out like I used to doesn't make me as happy as it used to spending time with my friends still makes me happy but spending time with my friends at home or you know just a very much more re- like a much more relaxed night versus those nights where you know we'd be out way late and you know all this stuff went down it doesn't make me as happy, but because things have changed and because I've changed and it doesn't mean that I never want to do it. It's just I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm going to get like like if I it's am not thinking a priority of, anymore. Right. It's not a priority. It's not, because, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a priority of happiness. I will right. still be happy for the most part because, you know, happiness comes and goes. I'll still be happy if I don't do that thing. And a lot of my friends are on the same page. Like we just don't want to do that um just go out as much like I wanna, I'm trying to like explain this without saying something that I'm not supposed to say. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I kind of know what you mean as well. Like kind of, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. It is a different vibe. And some people, especially for the younger people, they think, yeah. oh, well, you know, you're just, that's just part of getting old. Maybe, it's not necessarily maybe a, not. 
not, yeah, yeah, not necessarily not part of I know people of... who are older than I am and they still just really love the club, oh, which yeah. is cool because that's what makes you happy. It's not what makes me happy but anymore. To me, it's just not new. Like, yeah. Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm the same thing. Like, I'll go once in a while, definitely, yeah. and hang out and have some fun or whatnot, but I rather prefer a much more chill kind of a hangout yeah. instead of like back in the days when going to a club like every or whatever. single like come friday come saturday every, yeah yeah and, and um you know special occasions maybe i just and i'm not saying i like i guess i'm not saying i'm i'm trying to be specific i'm not saying i won't do it and i'm not saying it won't make me happy it's just before like if it comes up i'm gonna think about it i'm gonna be like oh is that gonna make me is that gonna make me happy though oh do i really want you know I may go, I may not. It also depends on the group and who and and where and what and the occasion and 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 this is just one of many examples, I guess. But this is what came to mind. But yeah, it just it just changed because it's not it's not the same. Um, I still love hanging out with my friends and I still like going out and doing certain things. It's just the kinds of things are just different. I just don't feel the same kind of happiness. But it could be that you know you know let's say like two weeks from now we end up it's on somebody's birthday or it's just like a really good everybody's just in a really good mood and we end up doing it and I could end up having a great time you know it, I don't know but yeah it just is it, it definitely changes um and I'm trying to think of like something little too but I can't think of anything <laughs> like something just like because I'm really a big fan of and I'm not saying I'm happy all the time but I am a fan of like noticing that I'm happy I've been trying to do this more lately and just notice that like you know let's say it's it's like a Saturday morning and yeah maybe I have to work later but it's a Saturday morning and I'm having a nice cup of coffee and I just read this really good story that I liked or I just had a really good conversation with somebody just you know um stuff like that a lot of the times I won't notice that it's making me happy but I'm trying to now notice I'm happy in this very moment and I'm gonna hold on to it because yes you get older I think at at least for me as you get older as I get as I got older (laughs) not old but as I got older yeah, I noticed that sometimes sometimes things just get hard and you realize like, yeah, I'm not happy right now. Like whether it be like, let's say you had a day of work and it was just a tough day and you just you maybe you didn't do your best or maybe it's just, I don't know, you didn't get what you wanted, whether it's work or whether it's like something personal or whether it's just like, you know, you're, you're, you've got a flat tire and you got billed for something. Like just um, all these things. Life happens and you're not happy every second of the day and you're not happy every day. Sometimes you're happy like, you know, for an hour and then you're not happy anymore, but you were happy for an hour. And so I'm trying to just hold on to that hour I guess or whenever that moment that like the little things because hopefully at some point the little things will just kind of end up being the bigger things so you know what I'm saying yeah no no absolutely I think I think when you mentioned about kind of work uh, sometimes depending if it's been a long day that one hour or an hour and a half that I'll just when I get home whether it's sometimes at 11 30 or sometimes at midnight just that for one hour an hour and a half of just sitting down and I'll just play FIFA or I'll just watch something on Netflix. Just for that, it kind of just makes everything like, okay, today was a little rough, but I'm okay now. I can go to bed like smiling like, okay. And usually I'll watch something like a comedy, especially if it's something that, if it's been like a long day. But I look forward to that one hour, hour and a half at the end of my my night just to kind of like, I don't know, just to pull me back and be like, you know what? Things will be okay. Like today was a little bit rough, but you know what? Overall, we can't complain too much. And it, it just it happens tomorrow. Hopefully it's easier. If not, we could still probably go back to that one hour. And in the long, in the long term, it'll be all right. And so sometimes looking for those small victories, as it's important. I think people need to look at it. And as I've gotten older, I've noticed that those little small victories. That's why sometimes I'll say, hey, it's a nice day out there. And that sounds like really cheesy. Like everybody says that. 
But like I'm happy when it is sunny out there. Like I I do like it. I I like it when the days are longer, kind of like how it is. Yeah, now. when it's like nine o'clock and it's still yeah, and open. so like yeah. I like that. that. Those little things make me happy. That's yeah. why like Good. myself and uh, one of our colleagues as well, we always laugh and say that uh, one of our favorite days during winter is December twenty first because huh. it's the shortest day of the year. Because that means every day after today is going to be just a little longer, and oh. that makes the day longer. And so little things like that, it's like. That make those things make us happy, um, and I, I think people, as especially for young people listening, you're. I'm not saying you need to do that right now. I mean, you could if you want to, but as you get older, you're going to begin to notice those things because, especially with how much we're overwhelmed with with everything, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's even social media, it's those things that kind of put the little smile on your face and and hopefully will pull you back and say, despite all the drama that could be happening at work or at school or everything else that those stressful things you can have this moment and then that moment will put things back in perspective i agree one of my favorite things that i've ever heard uh, is about happiness and it's from one of my favorite shows and i'll just kind of paraphrase what it was but it's that people think of happiness as a destination a lot instead of a mood which is what it is so people think that you know you'll get that car or you'll get that house or you'll get that job or that person that'll supposedly just fix everything and make us happy but it's not a destination it's a mood so it's like being hungry or being tired um you're hungry you're tired in the moment but you're not going to be like that forever so maybe if people just thought of happiness as a mood something that you that comes and goes and that you should hold on to when you have it if you want to um then maybe people would be happy more often and so that's something that i think of when i'm either when i'm happy or when i'm not happy i just try and put it in perspective and sometimes it helps A while back, we talked about Latinos in entertainment and how sometimes we felt like they were missing a little bit, like they needed more roles, more predominant roles in TV and in movies. And we wanted to come back to that a little bit because there have been some changes and yes. some hopefully for the better, it seems. So uh, since the last time we've talked, uh, one of the shows that premiered that has become sort of for Latinos, what I'm seeing on social media has become a hit, and I see also even from critics, is Vida on yes. Stars. And this was something that we were both interested in the show. In fact, we both uh, agreed to subscribe to Stars because we were not Star subscribers. I'm more of an HBO person myself, but I had to watch this, and you had to watch this obviously as well. And so we subscribed, and it's been solid. It's I, I think it's been really it's been great to see just the idea of like just these stories and, and how they're told. And they're told from not just the point of view of some producer in L.A. that they think this is how it works. This is coming from Latinos and Latinas yeah, themselves. Yeah, it's an all Latinx writing room. Yeah. And an all Latinx cast. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tremendous to see. I know also, I think, was it last year that's the reboot of One Day at a Time premiered? Or was it this year? I know there's going to be a season three, correct? Yeah, I think it may have been last year or the year before because I think uh, there are season, two seasons out. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, I'll and thank you for that. letting me know about this. Yes, about the I, show. Oh, I love Data Time. So <laughs> many, yes, thank you, Netflix, for that. Um, yeah, it premiered last year, first episode. Yeah, so 2017. Yes. Oh, okay. So two seasons out. Um, one day at a time. I never watched the original, but again, in a mostly Latino cast telling Latino stories that aren't stereotypical Latino stories. Um, well, actually, you know, we usually don't have shows with like 
Latino stories. There's just maybe right. a Latino character who most of the time, may, you know, give or take, is a stereotypical character. Um, but yeah, with One Day at a Time, it's they're talking about so many different things, and oh, I just I, I love it. Um, not only that, but Netflix also gave us the wonderful On My Block. Ah, yeah. Which again <laughs> is like is a coming in. It's a, sorry, it's a coming of age story, but it's all the it's all brown people. Like, yeah. It's all like it's it's all. It's a whole all the everybody in the cast, um, all the main characters are people of color, and yeah. so that's not something that we have often. Um, I think when we talked about when we talked about this last, and we you know wanted more stuff like this on on TV, or I guess on well, actually all of these are on streaming services, I guess you could yeah. say or channels. Um, I think it was just Jane the Virgin that was out as like the the the, the, the main Pretty one. Much. That, I think and that's one wrapping that up from what I've heard. That's yeah, going to be so, her last season. Um, yeah, so since it's going to be the last, I know I've, I've heard that Gina Rodriguez is going to produce a couple other shows. Um, so, you know, we're going to have more of that, but it's good that with Jane the Virgin wrapping up, we're going to have, or we have all these other options as well. And so, you know, this is definitely opening the door for even more stories and, um, actors and, and, and people. And it's just, it's great. One thing that I wanted to kind of, uh, I wanted to ask you is, do you think that now Hollywood has not only the demand has been there for years, so it's tough to say, oh, they're finally listening to the demands because the band has been there since like the nineties, maybe even before yeah. then. Is it now because of and as you mentioned, you brought up a good point. They're all on streaming, so you can't necessarily say because of the ratings wise on TV, yeah. there's more streaming ones, and they can measure obviously that as far as how many people have actually watched it. But what do you think, or what do you think could be the the reasoning why now Hollywood has begun? to make that shift instead of like, okay, instead of putting the quote unquote brown person as this stereotypical role, whatever it might be, but now let's have them, let's have them tell their own stories because I feel like that's something refreshing instead of just, we're just filling in the role of something. It's like, no, we're not filling in roles. We're, we're telling this story. I think that's at least for me, what I see is the big difference because it used to be the brown person is whether it's, we're doing a jail story or we're doing a gang story or we're doing this like that now now that's not the case like you talked about for example on my block on my block i i, I watched it thank you again also yeah that <laughs> you know, was a great that's a good, yeah and and you know what it's it didn't fall into any of the stereotypes right. at least for me from what i saw it yeah. didn't in fact uh, one of the characters that kind of went the opposite way like they, they kind of went the opposite to not make it into a stereotype yeah uh, one of the friends it. yeah with, with uh no with the uh with the african-american friend I think a lot of times we see a lot of the role of an African-American high school student as we've seen it as, oh, they're the cool kid, they're this or whatnot. When it comes to On My Block, no, they had the African-American students as kind of the kind of chippy kind of, you know, I guess you could say dorky kind of character, yeah, which is a lot of times sports. we see stereotyped as as, as white, so, yeah. you know, but we saw that a little bit different. So yeah. I thought that was, it still was funny. Don't get me wrong. It still was funny and it wasn't dumbing it down. But it was just different to see because I hadn't yeah. seen that. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, you hadn't seen that on TV. Right. Um, at, least, at least most TV because, you, like, what I loved about the show was that, and all these shows, is that I, like, the people that I saw up there, and there's still, obviously, there's way more room, but the, the characters that I saw, the, the roles that were played, are, they, they reminded me of people that I know, that I actually know. So when I, before, when I would watch a lot of these other shows and, or TV or movies, whatever, and you would see certain Latino characters or even black characters, you'd see them and they, they, they were just always a certain way. Right. 
Um, and then, like, I would think about my life, and I think, well, actually, like, my friends are like this, and my friends are like this, and my like, they're, my friends are just so they're so different, you know? Yeah, there's like the cool kid, and there's also like the dorky kid, and there's like the athletic person, and there, there's not the smart person, and like, there's so obviously, you know, those are just basic, but there's so many, there's so much more to a character than to a person, and so when I would look at my group of friends, I would see them just so different, and I don't see them represented on these on a lot of movies and a lot of tv shows and so the fact that these shows came out and they started showing us different i mean not us because we already knew that there were people out there um like that but started showing one i guess showing us like that representation for us but also for people who don't know anybody like that and think that latinos or the black people or that asians or just a bunch of other people are a certain type of way because they don't know anybody who is and they just see what they know on tv and so or on movies and and all that stuff and so these shows thank you all of them they're they're going past the characters the like the typical characters that other shows have done and those other shows may have been funny and they may have been critically acclaimed or whatever. But these shows are just – they're showing so many other sides to the story. And I love that because they're sides of the story that I see in my friends and in real life. And so I love that. I, I applaud all these writers and producers that are doing this. And, and we've, we're talking about three shows right now. Mm. Um, but hopefully there's way more. Hopefully it's, it's hopefully there's a point where we're not talking about three shows because it's just so normal. It's right. so um, – it's, it's something that we see all the time. Yeah, and and we're seeing how a lot of other Hispanic uh, or Latino actors and actresses starting to get more of these mainstream roles. Jay Hernandez landed the role of the reboot for uh, Magnum PI, which is coming up oh, for CBS. I didn't know that. Which you know, if you don't like Magnum PI, was a, uh, like a cop show in the eighties. Yeah, I, um, I think it was Tom Selleck. Um, excuse me, and it could have easily gone to another white actor you could say yeah and but they decided to maybe for the reason not just of let's just switch it up but also let's tell a different side of story it can't always be the same formula and so you know, i apply to that as well like let's try something different because if we are going to make because as you mentioned one day at a time was i think the 80s the original yeah, one it was the norman saw... lear norman lear who's still executive producer of this one as well oh i didn't yeah. know that yeah oh so then they just completed like I, I knew that it was a reboot and i knew that it was different i guess mm -hmm. um i never saw the original one day at a time i just had heard that name before right. and then when i saw one day at a time on um netflix i loved it mm -hmm. um but i was like is it was the original like this like is this someone because you know like they rebooted also full house and full house same character same right. like similar storyline and all that stuff so i was wondering and i'm like did i just miss this show like right. in, in, like you know a long time ago that was <laughs> out that had like a latino family and no. you know, so okay so yeah like it was completely different yeah and i love so then shout out to the producer then because who did that because mm -hmm. they just could decided to go a completely different direction yeah and there's so many storylines within that too you have like the the army veteran mother single yeah. mother who's raising her kids and in california she goes through certain things like the, the show talks about ptsd yeah. and um uh women's rights like feminism it's talking about that it's talking about family religion yeah um it's like yeah i, I thought i thought and I, and it is it's funny i laugh a yeah. lot I love, I love the spanglish too because yes, it's just it's yes, just so common abuela for us is, yeah. is everything yeah. rita moreno is yeah. everything <laughs> um but i i obviously i laugh i laughed a lot during the show but i also cried there mm. are certain episodes that i cried because it's it's there, there were there were issues that i guess i wasn't expecting and i'm so glad that they were thrown out there but it's it's so it's like it's all encompassing. It's it's they're talking about so many different things that need to be talked about. Um, I love that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, on my block is it's it's more of a coming of age story. So I laughed a lot during yeah. that show. Um, I, but I kind of feel it's like uh, it's like I don't know if you remember this show. This show was on like when I remember it was ending actually when I was a little kid. But 
I remember we seeing the repeats because I think they aired it on Nick at Night. Uh, the Wonder Years. Ever heard of the Wonder oh, Years? Oh, I, I did hear. I think it I was like, like late. An it was late eighties, like to early nineties. Yeah. But it was like a Fred coming Savage at Fred Savage, coming yeah. of age one, like growing up, and I yeah. think it lasted like seven years or something. Yeah, like that. I remember. But I, it's, I, I have that girl. similar, yeah, vibe of that. That's okay. how at least I see it as well. It's like growing up, but like I think the huge difference that I, you know, not that I've been in like their studio and or seeing them write it, but I think the huge difference in having Latinos and Latinas write these stories instead of just assuming and 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 it's perspective and it's it makes a huge difference to have them sitting there like yeah. no we would not do this like this we yeah. would do this like this and having right. that authentic you know that authenticity is is huge because then you it becomes more believable it becomes more like some shows i know like they take us somewhere else and we're not supposed to like we're okay if we don't believe that this wouldn't happen or whatnot but when it comes to i guess if I'm seeing a story that's supposed to represent who I am and who my friends are and who my fam my familia is, yeah, I want it to be as real as it can as yeah. can get, and I'm happy that these shows have done that. Yeah, and I actually like when you mentioned that you you kind of got like the Wonder Years vibe. I when I went because I told all my friends to watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I think had told me to watch it, and then after that I was like texting people here and left and right like, hey, have you watched on my block yet? Watch on my block because we need a season two. Yeah, um, yeah we and did. So, yeah. yeah, and and yeah, a lot of people like started watching it. They loved it. I would like when I described it to them, I would like, I don't know why, but this to me was the like the vibe that I got the, the explanation. I said it was basically like dope, the movie dope. Yeah, and meets the Goonies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the yeah. movie. That's that's just the vibe I got, and and um, I loved both of those movies. Um, but I love that. That's like that. I don't know. Just for some reason, those are the vibes that I got from the show. And obviously, you have like the characters. I just I love the characters. Mm-hmm. Ruby is everything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you don't know who we're talking about, definitely watch the show because you too will love Ruby. Yeah. Um, but it's just and also one of the big storylines that I loved is that you've got you know you're talking about stereotypes and and you know you, we have like gang stuff or we have like. Um, prison so that stuff does happen yeah so so it's not i i wouldn't be upset if i saw it in a movie or in a show it's just if that's all i'm seeing right. that's when i'm like okay there's so much more than that so in this show you do have the whole like gang that there's like gang life is mentioned and a little bit you know somewhat explained and so because you have, it, like, is a, it is a reality it is, for... it's definitely a reality and so you have like the the brother um caesar's older brother who is like one of the og cholos in the like barrio mm. And then you have, you know, the young one of the main characters, Caesar, who is torn between, you know, what he wants and what is expected of him because of his family. And so he just wants to go to school. Like he just wants to like be he doesn't want anything to do with that life. And so it's it's interesting that you're seeing that point of view. And then, you know, with him and his like friends and them going through their little like adventures and like their everyday life. And it's it's just it's great. We need more of this. But you, I'm so glad that we do, have this now. Do you think that uh, we'll eventually because. As you mentioned earlier, this is all on streaming services, or yeah. this is all on on quote unquote cable. Yeah, ones. is stars? It's because stars is is stars a channel. I, stars I don't is have a channel. So. Yeah, stars is okay. like an HBO. Okay, it's its own. So it's like a. Yeah, it's its own. Like a. Is it like like a network? Yeah, it's, it's like a network, network, but it's like the third. It's like a different tier of it. Like okay. you know, like it's H- not like just on everyday like. Cable yeah, it's not an everyday cable. Well, this okay. is one of those pre- uh, premium. Right, that's the word. We're paying for stars now. It's a premium channel. Like yeah. HBO, like Showtime, okay. and Stars is one of them gotcha. as well. Okay. well but I will give a shout too. out to Stars as well because yeah. uh, they have been taking more risks from what I've noticed. Yeah. And I'm not a subscriber. I just barely became, like, yes. we both became subscribers. <laughs> yeah, for Vida. But, yeah, for for that. And then also they did, um, I think, Power with 50 Cents. They've done, oh, okay. they've, they've taken more of a risk when it comes to some of these other shows. Okay. Uh, and not that HBO or Showtime necessarily haven't, but... Yeah. Uh, Stars has been a little bit more aggressive, from what yeah. I can see. What I wanted to ask you is, we've seen it all on 
premium based cable or we've seen it on Netflix, like something like a subscriber, mm-hmm. but we're still lacking it on basic network television. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the Jay Hernandez one, okay. but we're still, that'll be its own separate role, you know, as a, as a, as a copper one, but we're still not seeing yeah, the Latino the Gina, family. The Gina Rodriguez shows, mm. I, let me, I'll double check right now, but I think it was maybe CW. It's, it is CW. CW. Okay. CW. CW. Okay. So. But, what what do you think needs to happen for that to more to, to show on just basic broadcast ones? And the reason I ask is because yeah. there are some people who cannot afford getting HBO and Stars and or or even Netflix. Right. You know, depending on the budget, they just mm-hmm. air. You know, they're just watching what's on free TV, and on mm-hmm. free TV, they maybe not they're not able to see these stories. But it's 2018. Shouldn't we be doing this by now? Shouldn't we be Absolutely at least should. taking that risk? Is there? Is it just not profitable or what, what's I, like, what's the, I, I because I hate to say that, that yeah. money is important, but for a lot of these networks, money is important. Maybe they'll, cause I don't know. I, I you know, the, right now for the people who, you know, can't afford for, and I mean, I low key can't afford all these other ones, <laughs> but for people who just want to see it, like on, you said on basic television, basically you have is Telemundo and Univision because those are channels that you don't have to pay for. Am I right? Right. Um, and those are predominantly Spanish speaking, like predominantly, like basically mostly speaking Spanish, mostly Spanish speaking channels. So all the content is in Spanish, which is fine if you speak Spanish. A lot of Latinos don't speak Spanish or they speak very little Spanish or broken Spanish or Spanglish. And so, you know, like us, maybe you and I, obviously we speak Spanish, we understand, we can understand those shows, but there's people who, you know, second generation, third generation, fourth generation, very much identify with the Latino culture, but don't speak Spanish. So there's, you know, you're not seeing those shows for them or they're not seeing those shows without having to pay for all these other subscriptions. Um, Maybe... The shows will just eventually have to see um, that all these other shows are getting successful and all these other um, companies are getting more attention and just getting more following, more loyal people because they're getting the content that they want. So hopefully these other channels will start, you know, saying, hey, we, we need at least, you know, at least one show for for different audiences. So let's get that one show. And then from there, we need more. I don't know if that's going to I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how these big companies think mm-hmm. um, because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's. That's just the problem, and I I think for us as like the 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 subscribe the consumers the subscribers the watchers both whatever, yeah we need to keep asking for these stories. Um, right. We need to because I, I I do like certain shows on those networks on those channels and and I just I like them. Some of them have people of color, some people some of them don't, but I, I still I like those shows because of the stories that are being told. But uh, yeah, we we just need to keep asking for it. We need to keep demanding. I mean, now you have social. Well, now you know we've had social media for a while, but social media is so big now. People take to social media to like all the stuff about on my block, about Vida, about uh, one day at a time. A lot of it before I even started watching, I would see it on. Well, I watched Vida when it came out, but like I would see the yeah. hype on social media. That's how and I so- became aware about Vida was through Instagram commercials. Yeah. yeah. Like and I'm like, what is the show? And I, I originally thought at first I'm like, does this is this HBO? But then I was like, no, it's not HBO. But, yeah. but then I began to find like, okay, what is this about? Because I saw faces that look like my like my people, that yeah. look like my friends or my cousins or something. And so I'm like, okay, yeah. this is, hey, what is this story about? And right. I immediately got intrigued to what it is. And then I began to research it. And then yeah. it's like, oh, wow, this is, and when is it going to premiere? And then eventually that's when I talk to you. I'm like, Hey, right. there's a show that I want. Yeah, and and then like, you I'm were right over the, it. Yeah. You were <laughs> on so it. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you something. Vida is definitely living up to the hype. Yeah. I love 
I love, 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 love Vida. I love the stories that are being told. I love the way that the stories are being told. And I really hope we get, because I think it's six episodes. The first season is going to be six episodes, and we've gotten through four. Yeah. So we've got two left. So I really hope that there's going to be more. Um, but let's talk about Vida for a sec, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the stories that are being told in Vida. So um, Tanya Sarracho is the um, creator of the show. Um, and then also on when you watch it, I don't know if you watch because I don't watch it on TV. When you watch it on the app, she comes on at the end of every show and right. she kind of like does a recap. She like, man, I want to get inside of her mind because this show is is amazing. Like one of the big you've, you've got family because right. the story is about two sisters um, who come back home after their mother has died. No spoilers here, but that's that's what happens. And um, so you've got the family aspect. They're kind of estranged from each other. Um, and. Then you've got things like, oh, like one of the big things, gentrification. Gentrification is huge in this show. And before I started watching, I kind of had like my opinion on gentrification because I, when I was living in Chicago, that that's where I first learned about what gentrification was and I could see it. And I talked to people who were very much against it. And so I kind of felt like I felt for them. I, I can't speak for myself because I didn't grow up somewhere that's completely being changed and displacing people that I know of. Um, but it's it's something that, like, I, I felt a certain way. Like, I'm like, okay, I understand these people. But now with this show, I love that, yes, it's talking about gentrification um, and the, the negative that comes with it, but it's also kind of shedding a different light. And it's kind of showing the other side of, like, hey, this is also what happens with gentrification. And, and there's also people who are from those neighborhoods, and they don't mind the gentrification. Right. And so then you have people... All, all, you know, all one gente, but they feel different sides about. And and that reminds me that the, I did I did know um, a couple people um, in Chicago who were like, these changes are fine. Like, now we're getting this and now we're getting this. And so it's just kind of going back and forth. But tell me your thoughts about Vida. <laughs> yeah, no, I think just the different aspects of the dynamics of the relationships, even amongst the sisters. It's it has, Two sisters are the, yeah. are the main characters, quote unquote, if you will, of it. And... For me, just the familiarity of of some of them, I saw, I see, like even with some of the traits of like you know with Emma and yeah with Lynn, like I see some of the traits that I have personally. Like mm-hmm. I see sometimes in some of the characters, maybe more so with Emma, like being strong, being like yeah. okay, we have to get the job done. And with Lynn, it's more of a of a fun, and it's more of a like mm-hmm. I'm okay with like just the way kind of what life throws at me. Whereas Emma's more of like no, we gotta like grab life by the horns and just go from there. Um, yeah, and the stories within, like you said, the barrio and how it's changing and and with gentrification for me, like just getting a new aspect of it because from what I would see it is always more so with when I would go back, especially I began to notice it more in the mid-2000s when I'd go back home to New Jersey and going back to like Brooklyn and going back to seeing where my grandparents used to live. It just began slowly to changing and I, I honestly didn't know what it really was. I was like, oh, well, there's more people just kind of moving in, more money. But then I never really thought about the aspect of what's going to happen to the people who have lived here for like 20 or 30 years who can't afford to go move to Connecticut or go move to somewhere else. And yeah, and, and then just seeing little by little now, it's completely changed. I don't really recognize it. Part of me feels sad about it because I remember how it used to be back in the early 90s as a little kid. But then again, kind of what you said with how Vita is pointing out is not everybody is mad at that. Not everybody is like feeling bad about that. Like, in fact, there's some people that are like, yeah, it looks great because it used to look terrible back in the day. But and seeing that aspect, because I, I don't really think about that sometimes. I, mean, I think just my own personal be like, oh, it's not good. These people that have been here forever. No, like, what are they going to do? They can't afford to go anywhere else. Like, this is their home and this is being taken away from them. 
but there have been definitely a lot of moments on watching this show and Vida that I think back and I'm like, well, it's not all that bad. And I just need to open myself up to the idea of like, okay, you hate to say this is part of the pro- process, but it's if it's going to help improve economy, the economy there, yeah, rents is going to go up. That's the unfortunate part of it. But it's really helped me just think a, a few things about that. And then just, I like the fact that it doesn't feel, at least for going through these first four episodes, it doesn't feel like anything has been forced or has it like that I can't no, believe it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Because there have been a lot of times where I've seen shows and not just with involving uh, Latinos or Latinas, but it could be, you know, African-Americans. Sometimes I just feel like, no, that really wouldn't happen. Like, yeah. I can't necessarily believe that. So now you just kind of lost me a little bit there. Mm-hmm. With this one, I don't want to feel like I don't want any make-believe here. Like, I want Vida or I want On My Block or I want, uh, you know, One Day at a Time. I want it to be a representation of of life as a Latino, as a Latina. And they've done a very excellent job of right. maintaining that, of holding that down where you have different emotions and you have, and people have the right to change their mind. I think we don't see that a lot with uh, shows that like, we just see one character stay the same and they stay the same. And now, no, now that has, that's, that's changed. Yeah, you there's see. like room for growth within the character. Yeah. And like the big thing about Vida, I feel like it's, it's a story that I haven't seen. Like I've seen, there's nothing, at least anything that I can think of, there's nothing that I've seen that is this story, the two sisters coming home after their mother died and dealing with, uh, like, I, if there's something else out there that I miss, then yeah, I'd love to know. But I love that this is like anything I've never seen. It's, I mean, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Right. And um, there was, uh, as you were talking about this, I don't know why, I, I completely, I don't know if I mentioned this when we talked about a while back um, about this whole topic. But the only other thing that I remember, again, is on a streaming services, Hulu created, I don't know if you ever watched, but Hulu created Islos. Did you ever watch East Coast? No, I did it's, not. It's basically, it was about um, uh, also like most, yeah, pretty much all Latino cast. Um, and they uh, were in high school. So it was East Los High. They went and they were living in East Los Angeles. And so they were, you were, you were seeing those stories. And I, this was, this was, this um, came out a couple of years ago. I, uh, just kind of binged it and I loved it because again, it was like one of the first things that I had seen in a while that it was like all Latino has and you had Spanglish in there. Um, you had like, you know, they were dancing, they were, you know, there was the, the, the family shop and, all these things that were changing and and um but that like that again is a streaming service thing it wasn't on um actual like tv and a lot of those actors um went on to do a bunch of other things so i think that's awesome um so now I'll, when i see them i'm like oh hey that was, that person was from islos and so i think that's awesome right. um but still like that story it was it was a, a little bit coming of age because they were in college, or they were in high school and they were trying to get through things and i think there were three seasons total and then i think there was like the final one was like sort of like a movie like it was just like one whole Thing, oh, okay. But it was great. I loved it. Um, but with Vida, still, like, it's I haven't seen a story. I just wanted to mention that really quick. Um, no, no, it's, I had because I wanted. It's great to, because I now I'm going to ch- check out. it out as well. I wanna... didn't want to leave anyone out. Um, yeah, it, it was Hulu created it, so I think it's still on, on Hulu. Hulu. I, I haven't checked them out, but now I'm going to maybe want to go want to go back and watch it again. Um, but yeah, with Vida, I haven't seen anything like this. And obviously, I have a sister, so you know, certain things I can relate to. And obviously, it's still a different story. But um, and you even have like one of the other issues. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a whole storyline, but it still comes up. Like you have there's such a thing as Latinos who don't speak Spanish, which we do want to talk about in the future. No. But one of the sisters doesn't really speak Spanish. The other sister went out and learned Spanish, so she she even says it like she her, because I guess their mother spoke 
like Spanglish, broken Spanish or however mm. you want to call it. And so one of them went out and actually learned Spanish so she wouldn't speak Spanish like that. And so that's also something that comes up within our community and people who do speak Spanish and don't speak Spanish and speak Spanglish and understand certain things and can't communicate with certain family members because of that. And so I love that it even like even in like one scene, you know, where they're having lunch, that comes up. Like yeah. there's so many things and and i'm still excited there's two episodes left and hopefully there's gonna be more but i love that they're 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 doing something that hasn't been done before and there's obviously so many other issues within the show we're not going to give them all away but it's it's great i'm loving all these vida one day at a time yeah for anyone who's forgotten vida one day at a time and and just on my block yeah and for those listening this is yeah if you're latino yeah latino latina yeah you're gonna enjoy these shows but if you're not Latino, yes, you're still going to enjoy these yeah. shows. Like, it's still relatable. You're still going to understand it. Yeah, you might relate a little bit more if you're part of the culture of it. But and you might not. Same, or you, yeah. that you, if you're part of the culture, you might not relate at all. But you may enjoy the storyline. That's, you that's may enjoy what, yeah. learning You still about enjoy the story. Same as if you're not Latino or you're not, you know, of color. Like, you may, you, you probably will. You'll still enjoy these shows. And you're going to get a different perspective because you're, you're, I, I can guarantee you, you're not seeing characters like this on TV. Hopefully, you know characters like this already. But... Yeah, so it's gonna give you something different too. There's, there's, I think it's there's room for everybody. It's great. Yeah. I'm so excited. Season two, please. All of them. Please. Well, three for one day. Well, yeah, one, no, three. Well, that one, one day is, at a time is getting that's, season three. That's right? a lock. Yeah, that's a lock. And for then next season year. two of On My Block is already a lock as well. Uh, that I don't no, know. No, it is. Is it really? Yeah, it is. A while back, they announced that. Oh, really? Season two. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Now, See, now all that, those people that, I made. You just watch. made my day now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank goodness. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did not know that. Two weeks ago, a month ago, yeah, it was okay. a while back, but oh, yeah, right. they're they're doing that one, yeah. and then most obviously be that. Um, that one is still to be determined. Know. I was I was looking yeah. it up even uh, just uh, like earlier today just to try to see, and then yeah, and I don't know how early yet. like because it's not. Um, I don't know when networks or whoever decides like at what point they're like okay it's time sometimes Here's... they go after the second episode depending on how they do. Oh, okay, but so that's it could like... be any time. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you know, obviously we'll, we'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm. But these are just such good. There's just, and then obviously, you know, like I said, we've got the Gina Rodriguez that she's working on certain things, and so we're gonna have more. Yeah. Um, and I just I think it's great because it's just opening the door for more stories. For there's so many other stories to tell about our generation, about our cultura, and about our families, and about so many other things. So there's still there's like you know, like I said, Vida still. I hadn't seen anything like that before. There's still so many things I haven't seen anything like. I'm sure. So there's there's a lot of room. Um, anybody who's really interested in like for I think this is also inspirational for not just actors and people who want to watch, but people who write, like people who are yes, writers definitely. and directors and yeah. producers and want to to step into this and they have stories that they want to tell yeah. or that you know just want to be part of these writers' rooms. I think that's and, so cool. And this is opening up the door for them. Yeah, too. and this is what makes those shows. People say, well, it's the acting that makes the show great. I disagree, and I'm not some professional actor. I'm not like that. But from what my perspective is. And maybe I'm biased because as a writer and as somebody who likes those stories, but even from critics, from what I've read before, shows that have been considered some of the greatest uh, dramas of all time, whether it's Breaking Bad, whether it's The Sopranos, whether it's even shows that are going on now, like like Better Call Saul, like some of these other shows that you see on TV, what's the difference? It's the writing. It's the writing is that making that difference. The actors, the actors, they're going to be great in what role that they choose to do. But that writing, that's what makes a difference. That's what makes a show from being a hit to being, you know, something that is going to be five yeah. and ten, you know, five, ten, fifteen years from now. And we look back, and what's one of the first things you think about when you think about uh, even shows that were on uh, broadcast TV, like All in the Family, which was a Norman Lear show as well. 
uh, or the Jeffersons, another Norman Lear show um, with with an African-American cast. Um, So Norman Lear has always been shout shout out to Norman Lear. He's always (laughs) been breaking through uh, when it comes to that. But it's been the writing. It was the writing of All in the Family. It was the writing of the Jeffersons. It's the writing of the Sopranos. It was the writing of et cetera, et cetera. It's the writing of Vida. So, yeah, yeah, it's the writing of Vida that's making the difference because the actors actually, they're great. great. Yeah, of course, they're great. But the actors, like, they are... They, that's what they're known for. Well, same with writers, I guess. But and also the cast and all these. Like, all, I'm loving that it's also obviously Rita Moreno is a legend. Yes. But a lot of the other people are like new people, like people yeah. that people that I'm sure that they they they've acted in other things. I've seen some of them in other things. But this is their big like as of now. This is their big role, and this is what I like. At least all these shows. These these are the roles that I love them for the most right now and so i'm loving it yeah and then lastly you met actually one of the actresses at stars in vida yes yeah so at sundance this year she's like that's actually how i found out about vida is chelsea rendon was um at sundance she was promoting another um show that came out um and she you know i was with a friend who was kind of working and he interviewed them and so i was with him and he interviewed the cast um for the show high and mighty and so she mentioned that she was working on uh vida and that tania sarracho um who has like chicago connections um that she was you know doing the whole show and that it was going to be great and so that's when i first heard about it and so obviously when it came out on instagram and when i started seeing it on like the trailer and all that stuff i was super excited and she had mentioned you know all latino cast all latino writing room like I was super excited, and so she she plays Marisol in Vida, um, who she does a great job by yes, the way. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, like it's 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 been it's been really cool to watch her. Like I, I mean, obviously it was just like a brief introduction and like an interview, but she's super cool. And I follow her on Instagram. Um, she's always like updating about like her when she was doing the press events for Vida, um, like all the the people and like all the interviews and like all the outfits. Like so, it was, it's been really cool. And so yeah, it's been cool to see someone that like yeah, I, like you know met kind of briefly and then now starring on this big show that I obviously really love. So yeah, shout out to Chelsea Rendon and then shout out to all the all the actors and all the writers and yes. all the involved in all these projects, producers. We applaud you and we want more from you. Please give us all more. Yes, definitely give us more and if you find want to find out more about these shows Vida is on Stars, so you could go to stars.com and check yes, that out. Download their app. One day at a time and on my block are on Netflix. So you could definitely yeah, check yeah, it out on Netflix. Check out your the, yeah. yeah, and then you know, we'll definitely keep you updated if there's any other shows that come up and because yes, you know, we talk about everything including entertainment. Obviously, we love these shows and anytime one comes up, we want to let you guys know so you guys can check it out and then you can enjoy it as well. These stories, nuestras historias. All right. Well, that's our episode for today. Shoel, thank you for the lovely chat, that's as all, always. No, no, thank you as well. And thank you, the listener, for listening, obviously. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And please don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to download and subscribe KSL Cafecito on Apple Podcasts, KSL News Radio, Stitcher. And don't forget to follow us on social media if you're not already. And if you are, well, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Evie Cruz. And I'm at Shual Cardenas. And we are at KSL Cafecito. See ya. Ciao.